What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, people, you know that sound, the Unfiltered Band. It is another episode of Unfiltered coming your way. This one down officially is episode number 154. It'll be part two of the Change But Never Change in the LifePod series. Calling this Control What You Can Control, as we are always in control. Thanks to the Unfiltered Band. Thanks to them for joining us and for you. Jumping on board the Unfiltered Revolution at Casey Stewart on Twitter at the YouTube channel, which you can find in the bio where most of you are on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcasts. I want to point this out again at the beginning as I kind of finish up this episode from the other day and put a bow on the change but never change. Um, I, I want to again remind people that you know, to me, sports of my life. Uh, you know, most of this I did one this morning on the NBA. Yeah, you know, is and has always been sports, but for me, life's always been about much more than that. And for me right now, my conscious uh, efforts are about, you know, being unfiltered and being me and doing the things I want to do and creating what I want to create. And in the life position that I'm in right now, as you know, I, I struggle to kind of refine footing in an industry uh, to which I, I had reached so high after 20 years of work, you know, as much as it's about brand and acknowledgement and, and hard work and all those things I'm putting in while, you know, I, I'm, you know, working a, a real life and a real job because this isn't one and never was in this industry, you know, for most of the time, in addition to being a father of three, you know, I, I want to also be real and create relationships and connections with the audience and, and do something a little bit different. So if you're not into that, I'm totally into you know, and understand that. And again, as I said last time, and I always say in these life pods, Give you the R-E-S-P-E-C-T for all of that, and we'll see you next time on the sports side. For the rest of you, we, as always, are presented by our good friends at Bet Online, many your number one source for your sports betting needs this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure, though, to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag, where the game starts as we get started here and now. Uh, If you missed it, you want to listen to the other part, which was, I think, 152, that I started uh, a couple of days ago on change but never change, because this is kind of a follow-up and a, a conclusion to that. And some of the things that I had, had written down that I wanted to get out in that that I did not, that I wanted to kind of you know, continue to, to funnel with you here. 
I always use black paper. It's funny. I wrote my uh, my kid a note uh, for school a couple of days ago, and she came home and I said, how was school? She said, my teacher had a message for you. It's the nicest note she ever received. I didn't say anything nice, so it wasn't not nice, but it was, you know, hey, uh, this is, you know, how it's going to go after school in terms of pickup. And she and, and I said, what do you mean? And she said that was, <laughs> was the nicest paper and handwriting that she's ever received a note because, you know, this is just the way I have to do things since the DIY of, of uh, yeah, 2020 or whenever the hell it was at this point with COVID. The first thing I wrote down here was a car in a box. I want to tell you, and I've said this before. And I, many months ago, got into conversations about, you know, certain things. It, to me, it's an uncomfortable thing for anybody to talk about things they go through at the lowest moments, right? And it's it's hard for people to discuss because there's, especially if you're ever at, at some high level, which, you know, for me, just in the industry side of things I was, you're, you're almost placated so much and have so much smoke blown up your ass that you get to the point where it's like you have to live up to to this this branding that you now have of, of who you are on radio and or television. And I did both even at a much smaller level. I can't even imagine what it's like to be, you know, at, you know, from the Springsteens to an actor. I can't even imagine. Right. I mean, who the hell am I? Nobody, but you still, when you have a brand and you have recognition, it's like, you know, okay, this is like everything, hockey, dory, everything, beautiful, everything, wonderful. But to me, you learn lessons in life. And I have, both through myself and through other people, through successes and through mistakes of both my own and others, by people who are willing and honest enough and real to be about their stories. And I always was years ago and did plenty of even do some specials at MLB Network Radio and Anxiety that I'm very proud of and was always honest about things I went through with that. And to me to not be honest about things like this, I think would just it would not be right. It would be me being that 97 percent, which, you know, I, I always talk about, which I believe is literally the percentage 97 out of 100 of people in this world who are fake. I made mistakes. I'm fallible. Um, I've you know, I've I've you know had great times. I've had hardships. But, at the, it, in, you know, at the end of the day, um, I don't care what you say. I'm as real as they come. I mean, what you see is what you get. It's too much at times, but it's it's what you see is what you get. I had to, for many different reasons, including some my own, including some of the things I've discussed in the life pods, I had to not only go all the way back to the beginning of where I was in terms of career, but because of the difficulties that I was having and struggles in trying to resurrect it, from things that had occurred in my life that interfered with it and how difficult this industry can get. There was a time where it was, where am I going to live? Me, a car, well, I should have put a car, a dog in a box, a dog in a box. Take as many things as you can from the kids, from the house, as you prepare to figure out where to live. And after all that's said and done, of your own life, all you have is a box. And a car. And a dog. And three beautiful kids. And now go figure it out. And this is where I was not too long ago. And when you're in that position, 
and it's so far a juxtaposition from where you once came. You're sitting there and you're thinking about how. You're thinking about how you got there. You're thinking about why you got there. You're thinking about who was in control of it and who put you there. And going back to the change but never change, because, look, I'm not going to sit there and lie to you. There are plenty of things in my life that I can tell you were not my fault, but my reactions and how I handled them are. What I did with them are. What we all do when that bar is empty from change but never change is, is ours to own. And where our priorities get lost and where our ability to refill that bar in our own get lost. But what I will say is, I've always said to people, and I used to say this about other people in my life for a long, long period of time. I went through situations in, in you know, my life where, you know, one of the things I wrote down, which I want to get into, is you can't make and force other people to see what you see. And I've lived that, of all the things I've lived people, in the worst and best way possible in probably some of both. And the most frustrating way possible to a positive and to a negative that you ever can imagine. I've had situations in my life where I have been around people where the number one most frustrating and painful and hurtful thing I was living in my life was trying to get them to see the greatness I saw through my eyes. And I've lived the other side of it of wishing and hoping and praying that they would see the reality of the way they'd act the other way. And the ability to, when you're an empath and when you go through all the things we discussed and change but never change, when you're, as a lot of you people are, are positive and you become pushovers, what happens is you then, you can't, like what people don't understand, you, you can't, people use the word get over. You can't get over either. Like you, you can't stop trying to force them to see the greatness you see in them and you're failing on an everyday basis and you're seeing people and you're trying to tell them it's okay not to be okay and they don't see that you're saying that. They hear and see something else. And anybody who's been around people who have had issues in their life and, and I have, and it's, it's the, it's, it is the hardest thing to go through in, in life to see somebody close to you go through something like that. And you can't help them. Like, you, no matter what you say, they will say or hear something else when somebody's going through something like that, whether it be an illness or an addiction, and, and you may have seen people for whatever the case is around you. It, it is, having gone through it, it, it's hard to kind of put into words, but you understand if you've been there, that it is, it is so painful because you just can't, you can't help them. It's like, um, you know, I, when I used to listen to music, that uh, Rob Thomas song, Rob Thomas wasn't Matchbox 20, was it? With Diamonds, which is like a you know song that really probably better depicts that situation than any that I've heard. That is so difficult to go through because in a good way, you're, you're trying, you're trying, you're trying to control the good that you see in other people and you hope they see it themselves. We do this every day in our lives with people that we try and uplift with that power to empower. You're probably doing it with people you work with that are down on themselves, people you work with that may be in a bad relationship or should ask for a raise or whatever the case is. And you're sitting there and you're trying to kind of lift them up and they don't see themselves the way you see them and you wish that they would. And then the juxtaposition of how difficult and it's probably equal, even though it's more painful for other reasons, 
how equally difficult it is and how exponentially more difficult than anything else to then try and get people to see the reality in their need to when they should be accountable or when they are at fault or when they have treated you wrongly. And for anybody who has gone through anything like that in their life, and I have to an extent that you would never wish on your worst enemy, like if you've ever gone through anything like that and you're a pushover, it doesn't matter how often verbally or otherwise you're getting bullied or beat up in your life or how insecure you are, you're taking and taking and taking and taking because in your you know, crazy mind, you're going to fix it again. Like, you know, again, going back to that, you're going to change, but you're not change, but never change in yourself. Now you're trying to change someone else. You're going to show them how to feel. It's okay if they're treating you like garbage. It's okay if you're sitting there in a room alone and you know, you're know you calling that one person that's a competent or you don't have any, so you're crying or you're holding it in and not letting it out or whatever the case is for you. And every one of you probably dealt with that. And there are people who go through, and some of you young people listen, bullying, and, and it's, it's such an unfortunate, such a serious thing. It is such a serious thing. And I dealt with some of that as a kid, which is not what I'm referring to, but I dealt with that as well. That is, is such a difficult thing. And weight issues and all sorts of self-esteem throughout a lot of parts of my life because people would make fun of me. Like, you know, there were things like height I never really cared about. And then there were the things that really hurt. But when you deal with that as an adult and you go through that, when someone is that you care about is being that way towards you, you don't know how to stop it. You're actually allowing it more and more and you have no boundaries and you're more of a pushover and you're more of a shill and you're being more of an idiot and you're hurting yourself. But you're saying to yourself, I can get it to stop. I can get this to be better. I can change you. There are people, two different kinds of people in the world, right? I always say this about a lot of things. You got kiss asses and you got people who want to earn it themselves, right? You got fake and you got real. You got people that want to help others. You got people who really don't thrive in the success of others. But in all of that, in all of the two different kinds of people that you have, you have people that can stand up for themselves and people that can't. And I couldn't. Because of that bar that we discussed in that first part of this, I couldn't. Didn't know how. Didn't know how. A lot of you listen to me on radio and watch me on television, and this is a lot of people that I have met in the industry and people in the entertainment industry. And you meet people that you know that are, are lawyers and so confident or accountants or you know, they're public speakers or whatever, it, you know, whatever it is. And I met many people in, in, you know, my dealings the last couple of years, I met so many people who have, have been through things that I've gone through and you meet so many people that were like I was, and it was real, not fake, just all that confidence. But that confidence came from this microphone. It wasn't when it wasn't there. So then you're just allowing everything when it's not. I'd go on the air and somehow act like nothing was going on. And as soon as it was off, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm like basically in a fetal position, trying, trying not to, 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 to take more punishment, hoping to tap out. That's what life became. And that becomes that for a lot of people. That's not something to be ashamed of. I'm not ashamed of that. Not. You know, to me, it's about reaching out to people and being honest and being real humans. I'm a real human being. I just like anybody else. 
when you got a big heart and you're an empath and you are a pushover and all those things happen, you, you don't have self-esteem. You can't stand up for yourself. And I couldn't stand up for myself either. Then people lose respect for you and it only goes worse. And the people you're trying to change, you have less of a chance to change because they control you even more than they did. And in some dumb way, you're, instead of controlling your own emotions, trying to control them and make them feel better or fix it or make them treat you better or fix you. And that's not how the world works. Then all of a sudden things go awry and you, know, you dealt with enough all your life and you're a car, a dog, and kids in a box. Then what? That's when you fill the bar yourself. That's when you fill the bar yourself. That's when you become grateful and blessed to wait tables at a restaurant, to sit there and tell you this is a house I'm in that's behind me. And all of those things that, to me, bring me joy more now than when I'm behind this microphone, bring me more joy to talk about this to you than it does to talk about sports because I was able to somehow crawl off that mat. And so can you. So can you. So can you. What happens when, you know, you know, I always say like a lover, not a fighter. I've been in one fight in my life, and it was a long, long, long time ago. And it was defending somebody, and it was an instinct. It's the only time it's ever happened. Not that I, I you know, look, I mean, it's not who I am. Lover, not a fighter for sure, right? I mean, to me, you know, and I, I love the UFC, and I think that you know there are times where people have to defend you, you know their honor or their kids or their wives or their husbands or whatever. And you know more power to you and everybody. It's just not who I am, right? But to me, I always thought you could win those fights with love, with care. And what it comes down to is you end up wanting to force other people to see what you see in them, in the world, in life, in in prospering over adversity, in, in family, and in character. And, and you become the fixer, and you become that way because you're a pushover, and you want to fix that feeling you had as a kid and make sure no one else feels it. You know what it looks like when you see somebody with low self-esteem, and you want to tell them. But I'm here to tell you, you can tell those people 100,000 times that they're the greatest, most beautiful people in the world, and they don't hear you. I know they don't hear you. You can change who you are in how you are, but not who you are in here. But you can never control and change how someone else or who someone else is, either out here or in here. That's the second part of this learning lesson that I've gone through and I'm still learning every day, by far not perfect. I'll be the first one to tell you you know, I, I have, and I mentioned this before, I've avoided literally, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I bring up everything. So I was in a meeting yesterday, and somebody was talking about me for the job that I'm working with now with the restaurant. You're trying to help them with social and getting it on Instagram, and I'm thinking about, like, I, I can't do it. Like, I don't want to create one. I, I can't. I can't do it. I don't. I have so much PTSD from from Facebook and Instagram. I don't think I'll ever use them again. I haven't been on either in a year. I use Twitter because I could use it for sports and for work and for news. I probably would go on TikTok before I use the other two, to be honest. And it's just not my thing. More power to you. I get it. But it's just not my thing. Watching those videos and all that. But I, I can't do it. Like, literally, I can't do it. 
And part of that is I don't want to see things. I don't want to, I don't want anything outside of positivity that cutting people out and negativity out of your life. To me, I've now cut anything that can bring any negativity to my life out of my life. So I don't listen to music a lot anymore. And trust me, I was anybody who could tell you my relationship with music was probably bigger than my relationship with sports, to be honest. But one of the things that happens is you're going to have to face lessons in your life where they're brought up to you again. I, you know, I had something happen to me literally the other day that was out of my control. I had no interest in knowing or learning that was thrown in front of my face that would have brought anybody down like a ton of bricks. Imagine literally, you know, your worst case scenario in your life, finding out that it was a worser case than you thought was the worst case. And, you know, just force feeding it to you. And you thinking like, can I go back five minutes of my life? But I've had to learn how to deal with those things and understand that at 44, these things, I have things I'm dealing with now that are going to, they're just going to continue to be there for me. And it's how I react. It's the change, but not change. It's if when you get in this situation, whether you're a man, woman, a boy, a girl, a kid, you're old, you're a grandfather listening, whoever it is. And, and God bless. I had, you know, some people even through YouTube and, and a couple through DM on Twitter, reach out to me about the episode in the first part of this already. And God bless you for sharing. And, and, I'm, and I'm with you. And like, let's lean on each other. And I appreciate you. But like, you got to realize like, it is the gratefulness that we find. That's what I've learned. You know, I'm sitting here telling you, not preaching to you, that I continue to learn. But one of the things I learned that I could tell you is you find that grateful. You find that conversation about the Detroit Tigers I had a few days ago that I told you about in the last episode. You find that, you know, when, you know, a way to laugh when somebody doesn't tip me at the restaurant and and not thinking about the fact that, you know, when, you know, I'm sitting there and, and you know, clocking out at the end of the night, the restaurant's over, that, you know, I'm, I'm looking up at a TV that I turn off and I'm not thinking about, hey, look, I used to be on that channel three years ago and look where I am now. But I'm thinking about, look where I'm going to be in three days, in three months, in three years. That took a damn long time to get there. Let me tell you, for my life, from the monitor and the microphone and the money to a car, the dog, and the kids in a box. Took a long time, but I'm here. And been here, and I'm blessed and grateful as AF. I'm trying to keep it family-related, especially in these life pods because I think they're so important. But you can't force other people to see what you want to see. You're going to go through situations in your life, and I hope never to the extent that I have, where literally you cannot understand for the life of you. You cannot understand. It's like, if you know, how many times do you say, like, if if any quarterback was not going to throw an interception in that spot, it would be them. If any team would not fail in that spot, it would be them. Then you get in your life and you're like, if anybody was not going to go ahead and, you know, do those turnovers in my life, it would be them. Mother, father, you know, sister, brother, your wife, husband, fiance, whoever it might be for you, right? You, you, you know, again, you know, be stranded, but never strand. Be left, but never leave. Be quit on, but never, ever effing quit. You don't change and become those people because they do it, but sure as hell, you're trying to change them. You're trying to fit, you're trying to sit there and say, geez, how do I make them see it? Like, are they blind? Like, what the hell is going on? 
And at the end of the day, you cannot change other people. You can't control the way they think. You can't make them accountable. You can't make them care. You can't make them like you. You can't make them want you. You can't make them love you. You can't make them want to be better or love themselves any better. You can't. They can't do it to you either. That's why when your bar is gone, you got to get the hell up and control it. That's the biggest lesson I learned. You're the one who's losing. They, they already won. They already left you, deserted you, hurt you, fired you, whatever it may have been in your own life, bullying you. If you're sitting there and you're listening to your kid, they're winning. You know what? You don't let them win, not by hitting them in the face, but by realizing, by realizing that it is okay to stand up for yourself in that position, whether it's, at, depending upon the age, to tell a teacher or to look the other way and to realize you're better than them and to feel sorry for them. Because they're not happy. Happy people don't do those things to other people, right? So it's either they're never they're never going to be happy regardless. So like the idea that like what happens is a lot of us put together these stories because everybody is for show. That's what the internet is. So you know one of the reasons why, and maybe this you're finding this out now for the first time because I mentioned it in an episode prior. I think maybe only once, but after 26 years and many many failed attempts, in the worst time of my life, I quit smoking. And successfully. And I can I can tell you proudly that, you know, and it took a long time to get to this after stopping. Like, I don't even think about it anymore. The only time I actually a couple of days ago, I thought about it because I, I ran into a situation where I was like it was like hours later. And I was like, holy crap, I can't believe I didn't even think about how much I miss smoking during that. That was I mean, I'm, I'm really proud of that. But one of the reasons why, and I used to do this, I admit, I was a schmuck. Like, I used to be like, oh, hey, I'm quitting, and, like, I'm so great. And, like, I used to do this is I realized, like, this is how people live, but they're all full of crap. Like, I felt terrible about the rest of my life. I was looking for somebody to praise me something good, give me some love about something because I'm in the shitter. All these people who sit there and they parade around, they're not better than you. They didn't forget you. They didn't, you know, think that they're better than you, and, you know, because you know, whether they bullied you or left you or deserted you or or whatever, however you got wronged in your life, right? However you were betrayed, however you're being hurt right now, whether you're a teenager, in college, you're an adult, you're a grandparent, it don't matter. It's happening at the clubhouse, at the local resort. It's happening in the outhouse, in the back. It's happening in the clubhouse, in the locker room. It does not matter. Those people are treating you like that. They're not getting over on you unless you let them. Because the truth is when they walk away, you got to understand they feel so bad about themselves and so low. That's the only way they can get a good feeling is to hurt you. The only thing you could do to feed into that is to, to, is to allow that to be the case. And that's the mistake we all make because we change and we alter how we react, even though we never want to change the good parts of who we are should always grow. That's change, but never change. Never change that you care. Never change if you got a good heart, and hopefully you do. Never care that you love people too much, and that's never a bad thing. Never care that you work too hard. That's never a bad thing. But you got to change how you work. Work smarter. How you love. Love smarter. All of those things, right? That's change, but never change. But on the other side of it, control. Not everybody says, and I wrote this down, everybody says control what you can control. What they don't tell you is control who you can control. You know, it's the most amazing thing that I've heard in my life, right? Is I have heard the most controlling people on earth literally utter out loud to me that they're not controlling. 
Now, when you are somebody like me who's a pushover and a suck-up and a self-esteem insecurity guy like I've been most of my life, you know, like, deep down, like, you're not controlling. Like, you have no control. Like, it, that's the problem, right? That's what you learn in life and get better with and all the books I'm reading and all that, right? That's what you're working on. It's why I always had this in front of me. And when I didn't have this microphone, I didn't have any of that shit, right? You know that. Like, so you're laughing to yourself. You're like, okay. Like, it almost is a joke to you, but it makes you so angry because you know how dumb it is that the person who's the most controlling person you ever met on earth is telling you you're controlling and you know inside I got no control. Like, all everybody owns me. People I work with own me. People I love own me. People my family own me. People in the street own me. People I, I'm, I'm serving if I'm a waiter or a bartender and I've done both. They own me because I don't have a me without them liking me because I don't feel good about who I am. You know you don't control anything, right? And you're sitting there hearing people who are like, have to control everything you do, like literally like you're in a in a box, like you're in a prison, right? Tell you that they don't even see it. And again, that's where it comes down to control who you can control. You can control you. I can control me. We can control how we react, how we care, if we don't, how we learn, if we do, if we're sad, why we're sad, how we learn about it, when to get angry, but never get even. When to learn and rise above. When to help people. I tell you to this day, and I said this in the other episode, and this is the crazy of the crazy. The people in my life who have wronged me the most in ways I wouldn't wish upon anyone walking this earth, I don't wish a bad thing on. None. And if they were in trouble, I would help them today because that's who I am. But now you can control how you are. Don't change who you are. Control how you are. Change how you are. Because you can't change or control them. Somebody wrote to me yesterday about getting out of a bad divorce and, and you know, a situation they were going through and everybody's, you know, in different, you know, scenarios of whatever it may be in their life. You can only control you. I know that feeling. And look, you know, when you're a, a pushover like me, most of the reason why you're so insistent and in incessantly you have to fix it and you have to because this is the part that people don't understand about people with low self-esteem and pushovers. Right. So like the things and the, the, the things that have gone wrong in my life that. That have not been my fault, the th places where I deserve better. Right. Forget the reactions but where the treatment and other things, right? What the people don't understand about people like us, if you and I are, are that way, and you understand and resonate some of this, is we don't want those things fixed. We don't want the people back. We don't want with the jobs back. We don't, whatever those things are for you. We don't. Like, we get it. We're not dumb. Like, we get it. We want to understand. We want an apology. We want to have value. We want to feel worthy. And what happens is you don't feel worthy enough yourself. You don't feel value enough yourself. You can't move on and feel good yourself. And that's the change that I made that took me 43 years of my life. 43 years of my life. A kid at, at nine years old on a diving board who is still afraid of heights because of how badly I was bullied about not jumping off a diving board at a local community pool. 
That's the kid I've been for the 34 years that followed. You can change and you can control yourself. And if you're a loving and good person and you're an empath and a pushover, the good news I can give you is that a lot of your life will be easy because a lot of mine was. Even forget about just work. You're always going to want to work harder because you want to do more to prove to other people who you are. That's how you are. So you're going to you're going to probably do well in whatever career it is. I mean, I was always the most prepared. I would I've, I've always to me anybody who's ever worked they could tell you. I mean, I you know, I was always prepared. I was the only guy in all my years at Turner. I never got dressed at the studio. I never used my locker. I will tell you that GA, who I love, Greg Anthony had it and had two lockers because he was messy. But I never used my locker. I came dressed to the studio every day. It's just how I was. That's how I approached my career for 20 years. Like I was as hard a worker as you're going to meet, right? Um, but people who are like that, it, a lot of it's for bad reasons because you just you want to prove yourself. Somebody asks you to do something extra, you say yes. If they ask you to stay later, you say yes. Work on days off, you work. That's just who you are. So you're going to have it easy some. You are. People around you, you're always going to want to cater to them, make them feel better, do things for them, honor them, help them. You're going to have a lot of friends who want to be friends with you. You're going to have a lot of people who are going to use you as an ear and a psychologist and a friend because you're going to be the one who's willing to take the time because you want so badly for them to feel better because you want to feel better. You're going to, in a relationship, be somebody who is going to be able to really make other people feel good about who they are because that's what you care about most and who you are. But what happens is until you run into something that makes you realize that everything that you've done in the meaning part is great, but has been way too much about other people and what they thought and how they felt and not enough about who you are and how you feel. Until you face that adversity, you don't know. You don't know. Yeah, I, I got I got nights, I'll tell you, in the last you know year and a half, right? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't wish some of the moments I've experienced on anyone. Anyone in my life I've known, good or bad, anyone in yours. But I am so blessed that I've gone through them and that I continue to go through ramifications from them. I am so blessed because I am more sure of who I am today on February 3rd, 2023 than I've ever been at any point in my life. I don't know where I'm going because I've got a lot of work to do and I've got a bigger uphill climb than when nobody thought I could do this for a living and I built a 20-year career. If I even get in this industry again to that point. But I can promise you one thing, whether you know me or don't, whether I got podcasts for three more years, get back on TV or don't, that I'm going to live a healthier, longer life than I ever was going to a couple of years ago. And I am blessed. You can go from inside that box, even if it's all the way down to one thing's in one box. And you can rebuild and you can regrow and you can learn. You can control what you do and how you react. You can change how you react, but never change. God bless you. Unfiltered is always brought to you by Bet Online. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.